0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loons
1: fans, to another episode of Loon Talk Score North presented MNUFC podcast. This is AJ Fredrickson filling in for Jonathan Harrison out sick today. I'm joined, as always, by the voice of the Loons, Mr. Dan Terhard. Dan, how are you doing on this, uh, what is it, Tuesday afternoon?
0: Well, you are down, you are in the Twin Cities, and it's probably raining there. Um, It is. I'm up north and it's blizzard conditions, so it's awful. So I'm not doing well at all. I am so ready for spring. I'm so done with the shovel and the boots. I'm ready to put them away. I just want the only kind of boots I want are soccer shoes. It's the only kind of boots I want to talk about anymore. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, good news is we do have a uh, a pretty fun weekend to discuss here on the show. Loons pick up a pretty big win to pay off the tease there, but uh, we do have a little bit to break down. We will go and take a look across the rest of the MLS and a look across the league. We will play uh, the newest editions of the predictor and write that down as well. But without further ado, let's just hop into the main event of the weekend for Loons fans. Saturday night, April 1st. They head down to St. Louis to take on a, at the time, undefeated St. Louis City SC team. After 90 minutes and eight full minutes of stoppage time, Dan, they come away with a 1-0 win. They get the win. It was a Luis Amaria uh, penalty in the 78th minute to uh, put them up, and they didn't look back after that. Uh, First off, when we do look at this match here, do you think there's times that the Loons, I think, maybe... Even the week prior in the one-one draw to Vancouver, you could say, you know what, we'll settle for one point. They maybe only deserved one point. Do you think they deserve mm-hmm. a one-nil win down
0: in St. Louis? Um, yeah, having a few days to think about it, I do. Um, I thought it was it was one of the more exciting matches that I've seen. I'm not so sure that the coaches were thrilled with uh, some of the uh, wide open play, but it was it was it was a really fun game to call as as a broadcaster. Because because there was so much – it was very intense. Uh, both teams came out, uh, I thought, played, you know, really their best. And uh, even though I think there were more ch- chances, more shots for St. Louis, I thought defense made sure those shots were not too often high-quality shots. And and so I thought, yeah, no, I think it ended the way it should have. Um, there, You could have argued that St. Louis maybe should have had a penalty in the uh, – uh, was that in stoppage time when when Box, Boxel kicked uh, Klaus in the face? Um, yeah, accidentally, a, of course. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Was that stoppage, stoppage time? I think that was yeah. like two minutes into stoppage time. Yeah,
0: yeah. But and, uh, and you know what? It was it was totally inadvertent. But you certainly could have made a call for for that. Um, but. Other than that, the, the penalty kick, uh, the goal by Amaria was a nice uh, penalty kick. It was, a, it was called properly. You had to call that one. It was, it was uh, show, uh, if you were showing textbook videos, okay, here's what you can't do inside the 18. Uh, that's exactly what happened. So I, I was just thrilled with the game. I, I, it, was, it had so much flow and so much uh, excitement to it. Uh, and I'll take a match like that anytime. time.
1: Yeah, you mentioned just—I mean, it, it was a lot of action. It was a lot of a very eventful ninety minutes. Let's recap it really quick. Not a lot, mm-hmm. I, I would say, in the first half. There was a couple yellow cards. Franco Fragapane gets booked in the nineteenth minute. Jared Stroud, about ten minutes later, in the twenty-eighth minute, uh, gets booked as well. Essentially, almost retaliating because he t- uh, takes out Franco with a very hard clip. Um, there was some <laughs> momentum back and forth, but not uh, nothing really notable other than those two bookings in the first half. Coming out of the second half, things start to really take off. A couple early substitutions, only 15 minutes of the second half. um, Bradley Carnell makes his first substitutions for St. Louis. Tim Parker gets booked with a foul a minute later. And then in the 67th minute, uh, Hassani Dotson comes on for Mender Garcia. And that's kind of when I would say the formation changed for Minnesota. They kind of resorted back almost Mm -hmm. to that 4-3-2-1, that, Adrian Heath has almost been synonymous with for the past couple of seasons. And up front, you do have Luis Samaria, who was a menace. He, in my opinion, uh, we'll talk about this maybe after the quick recap, but uh, had a night and day, first half, second half. He gets drawn down in the box by Kyle Hebert, the Canadian international defender for St. Louis. And like you said, textbook, it's uh, clear as day, A, a, a tackle that you have to call as a foul and you have to award a penalty there. And then two minutes later, after a lot of mind games, arguing, uh, the crowd getting into it on referee, <laughs> the human. usual, but mm. uh, he, he shakes off uh, what what was apparent, some injuries, and he uh, buries it right down the middle in the back of the net, beating Roman Berkey, one zero there after 78 minutes. And then we had uh, a curve get booked five minutes later in the 83rd minute, a couple more substitutions, eight minutes of stoppage time i guess i it felt i think it ran over to eight but it was officially seven that was was uh, listed and given um they fight it off a couple big chances late for st louis but minnesota comes out with the clean sheet the three points and the uh road win third straight road win for minnesota and they hand st louis city SC their first loss of the season first loss as a franchise um really quick i talked i mentioned the play of of uh, Luis Samaria, Maria he was the man of the match in my eyes just kind of in that second half he earned it he had the game-winning goal he kind of did everything in the second half um, but he that's not to say he didn't maybe underperform in the first half he really carried his, his performance in the second uh, what would you say about how he was able to get out of that rut and make that big of an impact in the uh, later stages of the game
0: well and the first half you said was kind of uneventful but it wasn't uneventful because uh, without lack of uh, of energy, passion by both sides, it almost had that feel of a of a playoff game packed with twenty two thousand people that are just completely out of their minds for soccer. Uh, that brought everybody's game up, including Minnesota, and so that was cool. But uh, Luis. Uh, I wouldn't say they had first half. But he just he just seemed like he was, you know sometimes guys are just kind of fighting the ball and, and they can't get the uh the right first touch and and it mm-hmm. just yeah it seemed like he was a little bit off in that first half and I give him credit because I it really appears is that he uh looked inside at halftime and said, "Man, I got I got to get my act together uh otherwise someone else is coming in or they'll bring in Hassani and I'll be the one going out." And I I thought and I thought the whole team at halftime uh came out in the second half and even ramped up their intensity a little bit more. So uh, I thought it was a great match. And uh, whatever Luis changed at halftime, he looked better. He looked sharper uh, than he did in the first half. So, yeah, that was a big part of it. And uh, his aggressive play in the 18 set him up for the uh, the only goal of the game. Um, and, we t- and speaking of aggressive play, Franco
1: Fragapane, the firecracker out there from Minnesota, he plays with <laughs> such a passion. Super fun I to watch. With my hands a deal. lot. <laughs> but uh <laughs> he's all over he, the place uh, with his hands <laughs> he, uh, he uh he he plays with with a fire in him and it's it's very fun to watch but at that times is. you could yeah. say it almost it jeopardizes not just himself but it can the team because for such an integral part of the offense and just moving that ball progressively forward in the, into that final third when he gets booked in the 19th minute He's walking a tightrope for the remaining, uh, you know, was that 70 minutes or so plus stoppage time. So um, do you think maybe you need to have him get his, I'm not going to say get his, for lack of a better phrase, get his uh, emotions under control a little bit more? Or do you think he's fine at where he's at and he should just keep doing exactly what he is?
0: I don't, I don't want to change anything about uh, his emotions and his uh, passion. Uh, it's uh, For one thing, I think it's contagious. I think his passion is con- – it's different. His is different than Kervin Ariaga. Kervin talks a lot, too. Kervin's very intense. Uh, I mean, you have to be to play at this level. But uh, Franco takes it to a level and does it in a way that – it motivates me up in the press box. I'm going, yeah, let's go, come on! I'm fired up now. No, I wouldn't pull back. You're going to have to be aware of where he's at, because um, you you can't afford uh, you know a second yellow caution. You can't afford to go a man down uh, in most matches, and most matches for this club are close. You know, nil nil, one one. So <laughs> I think that's your only concern, and you hope as a veteran he's able to walk that line and know what he can get away with once he has the first caution. But no, I don't change a thing. I think his energy is is uh, very important to this club.
1: When you get a, a clean sheet, you have to talk about the defending, you have to talk about the goalkeeper because those are the most vital people when it comes down to obtaining that big zero for the opposition. Let's first start with the back four DJ Taylor, Michael Boxel, Miguel Tapias, and Kamar Lawrence get the starts. Um I was Very, very impressed with that middle two. Once again, Michael Boxel and Miguel Tapias, he has been I said, I think I mentioned it in like in a half hearted comment as like it was too early to tell type of thing. I'm ready to maybe make it official saying that he was the signing of the offseason because he has been a breath of fresh air for this uh, Minnesota back line. He has a little more speed. He's just so sound defensively. He looks like a, a, a true leader and a guy that uh, the rest of the team really rallies around as soon as he dives in and make makes a big tackle you have like 3 4 guys right on him helping him get up patting him on the back really gaining momentum and kind of bolstering that back line
0: yeah it's not it's not his size it's not even his speed it's just that he makes such good decisions um he he reads the the play so well and and I think as as he and Michael Box will get more comfortable I think you're going to see Michael Box will get to maybe just cut a little loose once in a while, push that ball up through the middle third when there's an opening uh, like he has done in the past. And I think the more comfortable they get together, the better they're going to be pretty good. Uh, center uh, center back pairing uh, Tapias and Michael Boxall, Uh, I would say as good as, and Michael Boxel's had, this is about his 11th uh, partner in the middle. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, going back to his early days, he's had more, he's had so many different guys he's played with back there and, um, is this the best one he's played with? I don't know. Could be so time will tell if they continue to play defense like this all year. Yeah, it probably is. So yeah, I can't think I can't think of a pickup in the off season right now. Now that would be as big as this one right now. So it's pretty cool.
1: Um, and then the other guy, I think we have to mention really quick is Dane St. Clair. There's one moment that has been kind of stuck in my mind that I feel like has maybe gotten lost in translation from the rest of the match and everything that, uh, happened, especially late in the game. It was in the first half. I want to say it was around like the 30th, 40th minute. It was nearing halftime and Edward Leuven. Uh, left central midfielder for St. Louis kind of gets a re- deflected ball that bounces right onto him, kind of right above the box. Mm-hmm. And he just lets this beautiful right-footed strike fly at goal. You're thinking this is in St. Louis is going to be off to the races. And then in the blink of an eye, Dane St. Clair quick as a flash dives to his left, makes a two-handed punching save, knocks the ball out for a corner. But you could tell the the atmosphere in that You know, it probably was only two seconds, but it felt like two minutes. Riz, risen so much (laughs) at City Park. You could tell it was about to erupt and the place was going to be in Bedlam. And then all of a sudden, Dane St. Clair says, "Nope, we are still in this game. We're in just a monumental save that I feel like has been a little overlooked. Uh, Can you maybe speak on his playing what you thought of Dane's performance there?
0: You know what? He was He was his usual self. He was solid. He wasn't forced. That was a big save, and he had a couple of uh, near misses with the crossbar where some of them he got a touch, some he didn't need to. Uh, but he's a big kid. He played the upper half of the net very well. And the shot by Leuven, I think he probably bent it a little bit in too much Um you know, if that shot had been in the upper corner, I don't know that Dane could have gotten to it. If any, mean, It was one of those, you know, there's shots that you look at and go, no, nobody's stopping that. Uh, and this one came in a little bit enough where uh, Dane was able to make the save. But, yeah, that was his biggest save of the night. But other than that, you know, the defense really helped uh, Dane out a lot. And I mean, that's what you want as a club. You want your goalie to get a clean sheet, and he didn't have to, you know, make eight, ten saves or some crazy number like that. So, uh, well earned, uh, clean sheet by Dane and by the defense. I think, all right. Um, any final thoughts before maybe we do a
1: quick uh look ahead to this coming uh Saturday when they take on Chicago and for everybody listening. Just because without Jonathan on the show, um, you know, I'm not the main host, so we're going to maybe move things along quicker than normal here, not the 40- to 50-minute long show that we typically have going super in-depth. Just kind of, uh, you know, a brief uh, summation of what happened.
0: Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm left with uh, where there's three teams left unbeaten in the MLS. Uh, Minnesota's one of them. Uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, You're going into a match that you got another chance at winning again on the road they there's three and oh on the road it wasn't that long ago when this club would be at you know two or three road wins three quarters of the way you know in august you know uh so there's a lot of positives about this team do they need to get better offensively yes uh it's the it's the lifelong tale for this club of uh unable to score as many goals as they'd like um but you know, we're still moving in that right direction. Maybe Luis Amari will get to hot. Uh has got a couple of goals. You've got two strikers with two goals each. It'd be really nice to have one guy with a uh, good match. This team's in a good position. Uh Just, you know, knock on wood, stay healthy. And, hey, who knows? Maybe someday we'll get Emmanuel Renoso back. And then what happens? So uh, I think there's reasons to be very optimistic and excited about uh, about this club. So. Yeah, no, I, and I,
1: I think there's two sides of the coin because I would imagine if you would have told me a week before the season, knowing that Reynoso is not going to be there for the first, uh, however many matches. And you told me that five Mm -hmm. matches in so six weeks because of the bye week that they would be one of the three remaining undefeated teams. They would have uh, all their wins on the road, incredibly enough. Um, and that I, I would be totally surprised. I don't think I would believe you, but now that I'm here and now that we're viewing this with hindsight, you got to think they could have possibly two or four more points just because the draw against New York, I think they at that time probably could have held on a little bit longer. Um, and then you have to imagine that against Vancouver, that yeah, in, I, that one gets blown dead in a Minnesota whistle. You, you imagine that's three points instead of just one with the draw so they could be even higher in the standings than uh, than where they are right now uh, and speaking of the standings they currently sit in fourth place with 11 points they're tied with laFC um laFC with the gold differential, uh, and goals four stat tiebreaker uh, in second place, Seattle Sounders with 13 points. St. Louis, despite the loss remains atop the uh, Western conference with 15 points. And then uh, rounding out some of the other playoff teams, San Jose behind Minnesota with 10 points in fifth place, FC Dallas in sixth with eight F's uh, Austin FC with seven points in seventh place. And then uh, Houston Dynamo and Vancouver uh, tied with six points, rounding out those eighth and ninth spots for the kind of playing tournament um speaking of some of those other teams let's maybe take a look across the league of some other games that happened Uh, a lot of one nil one one two you know two one uh score lines we did have a couple that really kind of blew the doors off the barn uh just to look through it atlanta gets a one nil win over new york red bulls earlier on that saturday afternoon they get Diego almada back kind of their centerpiece star boy he goes ahead And uh, he doesn't maybe get on the score sheet, but the contributions there, I think were very much noted Cincinnati. One of the other three remaining undefeated teams stays undefeated with a one nil win over Miami Columbus crew four zero over real salt Lake. Um, I don't know where this uh, Columbus crew team just keeps finding, you know, two, three, four plus goal outbursts, but they, they do it now leading the league with 15 goals scored on the season. Uh, Seattle, takes down la galaxy at home uh excuse me not at home but on the road they uh almost uh, have some scares late after going up 2-0 but hold out for the 2-1 lead um chicago draws with dc that's minnesota's upcoming uh match this coming saturday seven thirty kickoff you can hear all the action with uh, pre-match coverage starting at seven o'clock on espn 1500 or live on the uh, espn 1500 uh, website or on the free score north mobile app and then you also had L- lafc remain undefeated they draw surprisingly enough i'm not sure i expected this one with colorado rapids zero zero um any matches from the weekend stand out to you dan or anything that uh maybe you made a point to want to talk about
0: yeah well you know it was yeah lafc unable against colorado that was uh, you know i think Clearly the biggest surprise of the weekend. Um, Real Salt Lake. I don't know what's wrong with them. Um, that one, you know, there's gonna be teams that are scoring more goals than what they will, you know, the rest of the year. There's gonna be teams that are struggling to score that will will be a lot better. So I, you know, to me, this early in the season, you kinda of, it's really tough to predict anything because it's just so hard to get who is uh you know what is real salt lake are they really bad this year is sporting kansas city going to struggle colorado i thought was was going to struggle and then they they draw with uh, the best probably the best team in the league while well, the defending champions so it's so hard to tell early on in the season
1: yeah the only other match that i think was notable in my eyes was that uh, that matchup in bc place my self-dubbed uh, T- uh, tim horton's classic between the vancouver Whitecaps mm-hmm. and montreal um I, if you would have told me I based on the performance I saw two weeks ago, I wasn't sure that Vancouver could have put up five goals against, you know, an MLS side, let alone maybe a high school side Um, just because of their off offensive output. I just didn't think they have it in them, but they go and (laughs) they beat Montreal five nil just an absolute battering there. Uh, So kudos to them, Vancouver. uh, Maybe I, I mean, that's, I was wrong. I'll, I'll admit it. I'm not above admitting that I was totally wrong about them, but um, I don't, except I wouldn't expect them to do it again. That's for sure. All right. So uh, now that we've taken a look across the league, just a quick reminder once again, that Minnesota will uh, be playing Chicago fire on the road that match down at soldier field kickoff time set for 7:30 PM this Saturday, April 8th. You can hear everything uh, right on ESPN 1500. Or if you have an HD radio in your car, that's 94.5 HD two or uh, on the score North mobile app and online at live.scorenorth.com. We will transition into our weekly games here. We'll lead off with the predictor first and move into write that down. Dan, if you're still with me, can you uh, give the people a breakdown? Of predictor first. first?
0: Um, yep. The predictor first, we pick three uh, matches. Yeah. coming uh, Minnesota United match. You get a point for whatever happens. So, uh, so Am I up first, or is it you up first this week? I don't know if it matters, does it?
1: Um, I'll I'll
0: let you go. I will recap last Jim. week's
1: uh, games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for us, so thank uh, thank you to him for, despite you know his uh, his troubles, he's still putting in work behind the scenes. Uh, let's first off maybe just start with him. He predicted that uh, Seattle would beat LA Galaxy four to two. They do beat them with that two to one score, so he gets a point for that. He did also predict a four or excuse me a three zero Columbus Crew win over El Salt Lake. Oh, so close! I think he scaled back because you talked him off the ledge, but it was a four nil <laughs> win for Columbus, so he does only get a single point. And then he predicted a draw between Saint uh, Saint Louis and Minnesota two two. Minnesota ended up winning for uh, the one 0 win, so he gets no points there. You Dan, uh, the only one to predict a Minnesota win this past weekend against Saint Louis, you predicted two one. Yes. So you do only yes. get this single point. Uh, so credit to you I'll for having it. a little faith with the loons. Uh la he predicted a 2-0 win over Colorado. We know we just talked about the 0-0 draw that he had. Uh, that so you weird. will not get a point for that one. And then uh I I I backed you on this one. Three-zero Philly over sporting KC. That one ends in a zero-zero draw, so you kind of get uh bit in the behind there so you pick up one point on the week uh, over to my picks i only had one point credited to me i had a draw between st louis and minnesota one one don't get any points for that and I had three zero lafc over colorado that was a zero zero draw as well and then um i picked two one in the tim hortons classic vancouver over montreal they battered them five nil so i get one single point for that updated scores see jonathan still leading the pack with nine and then you and i are deadlocked at six so we trail him by a couple here without his picks this week we might be able to uh, close that gap a little bit i'll let you start though with the first uh match whatever you want to go with
0: yeah all right so uh, i'm gonna go last week tried strategy of avoiding going with the minnesota one right away so i didn't work for me at all so i'll just <laughs> go right at it i think minnesota will beat chicago and i think they're going to beat them easily i think minnesota wins three nil on the road to uh, go four and zero on the road. There you go. All right.
1: I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna side with you here. Um, maybe not as the, as much. Chicago, seven goals, seven uh, seven goals, four seven goals allowed in five matches. So they have been a very very even team. I'm gonna bank that they score that at least one goal a match, and I think Minnesota will beat them for three points um, and win two to one over Chicago Fire.
0: Okay, like it, like it a lot. All right, I have Portland and Vancouver, and now I'm going to go with those all those nil-nil scores, one-one scores, but I think Portland defeats Vancouver. I'm going to go one-nil on that one. Uh, My next one is going to take
1: place between, I just want to make sure I actually have this right. I believe it's New England and Montreal. Um, Let me just double-check, make sure that is, in fact, the matchup because I feel like that's not actually what it is here. Nope. Nope, that is correct. So, New England, Montreal. um, I'm expecting that to be a a pretty easy affair for New England.
0: I expect them to win that 1-2-0. All right, my third and final one. A little East-West Bulls of New York will defeat San Jose 2-0. All
1: right. And my final match uh, will be between Colorado and D.C. or excuse me, not Colorado, but Columbus crew and D.C. United Uh, Four goal outing for Columbus this past weekend. I think they do to do that again. Uh, D.C., however, just puts up uh, the one goal. So a 4-1 win for the crew over Wayne Rooney's uh, D.C. United. We will uh, shift over now to write that down. Nicely done. Uh, if you listened last week, I know that Jonathan, when he was on the show, mentioned that this week would be a what did he call it? A Galasso week, a kind of home run week, where we had to be I don't know. so we had to be out of the park, and we want we had to uh, really be um, extravagant with our picks. With this, with his absence, we're pushing that back one week. So sorry to disappoint there. We'll be going with um, rather, you know, we'll be going with a little rather. Uh, Normal picks today. Um, I will let you start off. uh, Write that down this week, Dan. If you do uh, make a pick, it has to be one for uh, Minnesota United related. Otherwise, it doesn't necessarily have to be a score. It can be just like this guy's boot falls off mid-game or something like that. For everybody who is unaware of what write that down is, Dan, I'll let you uh, lead the pack here.
0: Yeah, uh, you you took that one from me. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, My first one: Minnesota will get a goal from outside the eighteen against Chicago. They have not scored a goal outside the 18 yet this year. They will get one from outside the, I'm not saying who it is, but they'll get one from outside the 18 on Saturday against Chicago. Write that down.
1: I like that. Hopefully that uh, factors into my, I think week one, week two prediction. That was Curvin Ariaga gets a set piece goal. So hopefully you and I can both track on points with that. Um, My first one, I'll also bank with the uh, Mr. United theme. Minnesota United currently lead the league in least amount of possession time average per match. Um, They average about 40.5% per match. Um, I'm expecting them to kind of flip the script. They will have more than 50% possession this weekend against Chicago. Yes, they're going to control. Wow, the game. that's
0: crazy! That's crazy. Um, I know what okay, my uh, uh, a week. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy talk. Uh, my two and three both have to do with penalty kicks. Uh, my second one, Dane Saint Clair will have a successful defense of a penalty kick this season. This one, I'm running this one right up until the end of the year. Write that down.
1: Okay. Mine. My next one is uh going to be Emmanuel Reynoso re- related. Write this down. The public. Ooh. <laughs> the public, uh, so not something behind the scenes just because we obviously don't know about it. It has to be someone that like somewhat reported. Um, Emmanuel Reynoso uh will have some sort some sort of status update. Uh, we'll have meaningful information regarding just like a timetable or his whereabouts, or just something along those lines, by the end of the month.
0: By the end of April.
1: End of April. So it's April. 4th okay. Now do you know by the end. Of do you April know something? Month. No, I don't. Do you have I'm some just, information. I, just, I don't. <laughs> know, my a, a friend of mine. Very off topic here, but my, a friend of mine sent me a post match interview that Adrian Heath did on Apple TV, and it could have been. And I may just be looking into this a little too much but it it could have been the the you know the colorado air it could have been something off camera that was provoking him but the the crew the apple tv crew brought up emmanuel reynoso maybe his absence and kind of like what he would bring and what they're missing with him and whatnot and it almost appeared that adrian heath was getting emotional like Mm. and, and, and it could be just because he has a strong connection with him and he does miss him but to me, that means maybe they have some sort of information that is new or fresh, and maybe we'll hear about it within the next month. So that's, my, that's me All just right. throwing a dart at the board, but who knows. Um, right. what's, your, what's your third? Write that down.
0: So my third one, I said my last two involved penalty kicks. Uh, my third one is uh, Luis Amaria will end the season perfect on pks
1: okay Luis San mario remains per i like that i like that i think i think he could he's 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 a real knack for those you know it's it's he almost like shuts out have you ever you seen know, the guys the like movie um greatest game ever played that one with shia labeouf where they like there's he, he they just shut yep. out everything yeah i think you know what i'm talking about but um i like that so write that down and my final one is yeah. um yeah I I'm I think the downfall of St. Louis is going to uh, come up here. They had uh, the schedule, maybe not the hardest few opponents to start the season. Minnesota hands them their first loss. I think they maybe get another loss this, this weekend when they take on Seattle. So with that, they do have Seattle right on their heels. And if my math is correct there, they will actually leapfrog them in points. But I think write this down by the end of this match week. St. Louis will not be in first position of the Western Conference. All
0: right, i i kind of i kind of believe you. Let's write that down. Good stuff. Uh, thank <clears throat> you. Um, I skipped over this once again because Jonathan
1: usually does this, but we do have a quick accountability session because I he mentioned to me that he would take care of this. Jonathan mentioned last week that uh, this upcoming match day week team of the week will uh, be coached by Adrian Heath. That was not the case, so he did not get a point for there did not get a goal. Um, He did also say though, that over half of the 6 30 PM starts will have a winner. So all of the games that uh, started at 6 30 this past Saturday, at least half of them would have a, uh, have a final that had a winner and that was correct. So he got a a goal there, Dan, you had, uh, it looks like two things come off the board. Um, You predicted last week. that. Oh, yeah, Kaiser, Kaiser Slaughter or whatever. <laughs> What's your team name again? Kaiser um, Slaughter. Kaiser Slaughter. Thank you. Kaiser Slaughter. You predicted that they would lose um, against Heidenham this past week. I, I forgot about this one. I don't have the uh, score in front of me, but I, it looks like they either won or draw, won or drew. So you uh, don't get the point for there. Uh, they pull off some sort of upset. Uh, let's see here if I can actually pull this up in the quick. They drew two-two final time um, back on April first. So Kaiser Slaughter with a big point earned there in the second German League. Uh, you did have one Good come for off them, the, though. back on. Good 3-4. for them though. Yeah, they weren't
0: they weren't expected so to win that one, but you know St.
1: Louis will remain in the top of the West for the next two weeks is what you predicted back on three fourteen. That came correct. So you get a point there. So that is another goal for you. I had two come off the board last week. I said that Dane St. Clair will make five-plus saves against St. Louis. That was not the case. Um, He, I want to say he made three. And then uh, I said match day six will have at least one red card shown. Credit to Jonathan for pulling this one up because I must have missed it. I thought I was hung out to dry on this one. But there was a red card shown in one of the matches. Um, and, uh, that, bet nets me a goal. So for the goal totals on the season, did he update that? I don't, Oh, he, no, he did not. So I don't have a full total, but, uh, you know, I, 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 it can't be that much different than last week. So, um, that'll do it pretty much for, uh, this week's episode. And edition of the loon talk podcast, Dan, I know we have been fighting the internet for the past half hour so hopefully you're still with me do you have any final words before we uh send this one off
0: uh no it's just uh, i think it'll be a good good saturday in uh chicago can't wait for the broadcast chicago uh seven o'clock start time on 1500 espm
1: yeah no exactly and this one uh will be you you can watch this one too it's free on uh, apple tv but obviously just mute the tv turn on the espn broadcast and listen to dan terhar uh bring you from uh, pre-match coverage to the end of the action pre-match coverage starting at seven o'clock ESPN 1500 kickoff 730 Minnesota United taking on Chicago fire that will do it make sure to uh, leave a like subscribe to the podcast live, give us a five-star rating leave comments um, anything is appreciated to kind of help grow the brand grow the show um, and if you ever want to participate and write that down feel free to reach out to uh, one of us we love to get the Listener predictions in on that as well. Uh, Jonathan is expected to be back next week. He'll also be on the call this week uh, alongside Dan as Minnesota takes on Chicago. But uh, that will do it for this edition of the Loon Talk podcast. Dan, I'll talk to you on Saturday. Um, I'll be back at the board. You'll be on, See uh, out in Chicago at Soldier Field. So have a good rest of your night. Thank you. See you later, guys.